Welcome to GW Hospital HealthCast. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Today's topic, plastic surgery beyond the cosmetic. My guest is Dr. Profo Ramanani. He is a plastic surgeon and member of the medical staff at the George Washington University Hospital. Dr. Ramanani, welcome to the show. Thank you. So let's just start off with something real simple, right? What do you mean when you say beyond cosmetic? What does that mean? So I think the general impression that most people have about plastic surgery in general, is that what we do is strictly cosmetic surgery, breast implants, tummy tucks, facelifts. This really ignores the fact that the majority of the field is actually not cosmetic surgery, but reconstructive surgery, uh, surgery that deals with correcting deformities, surgery that deals with traumatic injuries, surgery that deals with um, you know, reconstructing any sort of a deformity or defect that somebody has um, through a variety of uh, you know, injuries that could, they could sustain, whether it's surgical or non-surgical. And so there's yeah. really multiple categories that, um, you know, this encompasses. Um, there's areas where we operate on the face, the body, you know, the lower extremities, wound care, um, you know, you name it, it's, you know, generally part of plastic right. surgery. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the specifics. Like, um, for instance, I know that um, you guys can offer in, um, you know, like for a woman after breast cancer surgery, right? There's a lot you can do for reconstruction. Tell us a little bit about what you offer in that case. Absolutely. So there are a huge host of options um, in terms of breast reconstruction, whether it's a lumpectomy, uh, whether it's a total mastectomy. Uh, In terms of restoring the form and function um, for females, I think most uh, patients don't realize that that's not considered cosmetic surgery. It's reconstructive surgery. It is covered by insurance, um, not only the primary surgery, but um, doing the opposite breast, uh, matching uh, the symmetry, making sure that uh, you know, we restore uh, our patients back to you know, where they want to be and you know, as close to their uh, you know, pre-surgery body as, as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, there's options anywhere from implants to using your own skin, your own uh, fat or tissue to reconstruct the breast. Uh, and, you know, that's, you know, an hour discussion by itself in terms of all the different options. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. You mentioned insurance there, and I think that's important. Let's go to that just for a moment. For some of these other things that you do, um, you know, correcting a deformity, for instance, what, how does insurance play into all this? So a lot of insurances have certain lists of codes that you don't even need to get a pre-authorization for. And, you know, as a surgeon, uh, our staff, ourselves, we can you know, talk to insurance companies and get things uh, covered because, it's not considered a cosmetic problem if it happens from a car accident or if it happens from cancer. And so there are some hoops for certain procedures that we have to jump through. For example, if somebody has a 200-pound weight loss after a gastric bypass, they may have hanging skin to their abdomen, which causes rashes, skin breakdown, infection. And so that's not a tummy tuck. That's what's considered a paniculectomy. So if we meet certain criteria, we tell the insurance company, we send pictures, um, and kind of explaining that, you know, this is a medical issue, um, a lot of times we can obtain coverage uh, for those types of services uh, through the insurance companies. Yeah, let's go back to the bariatric surgery for a moment. You, you, you brought that up in the context of insurance, but I want to I talk about it as a procedure that you guys do. So obviously bariatric surgeries work very well. There's a lot of weight loss. It can be quite rapid weight loss in, in some cases, and there's a lot of leftover you know, excess skin. That's again. That's just not a cosmetic thing. Talk a little bit about what are some of the complications from that and what you offer. Well, so a, a lot of uh, patients, especially in the summer, get rashes. They get uh, coriations or wounds underneath these areas. They can try uh, multiple different creams, powders, support garments, and still they have these symptoms where it's disabling. Where about a third of the patients after any sort of mass weight loss have extra skin that causes symptoms. 
prevents them from going to the gym. It prevents them from you know performing their normal activities on a day-to-day basis. So um, patients come to see me you know quite a bit in terms of having these symptoms, and, and we talk to them about what we can do you know to get insurance coverage um, and how we can get the insurance company to realize that this is a reconstructive and not a cosmetic surgery. Um, it is become you know, increasingly difficult over the last few years, but still, um, I have several patients a week who I'm able to get through insurance um, for these skin removal operations. The belly is one of the major areas we can get covered, but obviously there's areas, the arms, the upper back, the thighs, uh, those are all other areas as well that tend to get symptoms and have uh, with issues with uh, you know, right. rashes, again, infections, and other problems. Again, yeah, the, the idea that it's beyond cosmetic, right? And that's kind of what, yeah. we're, what we're talking about here. Um, and that's, I think, the stereotype that you, that plastic surgeons have to fight against a little bit because Hollywood, you know, portrays you guys differently, don't they, <laughs> when you look they at do. the movies and the TV shows? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that's frustrating for you a little bit about at, at times. So let's talk about some other things. So, you know, we have a, a large audience that's listening. We've covered um, a little bit of the of the breast reconstruction surgery, the the um, after, what you can do after bariatric surgery. What are some of the other common beyond cosmetic procedures that you do? So other things are, I do tend to do complex hernias. So I have um, a large population of patients that comes to me. They've had hernias by other surgeons in the past, have had failed treatments. Um, for some reason, mesh didn't work on them or the mesh has extruded or gotten infected. And we're, I'm able to use their own tissue and move some of their muscle to actually reconstruct their abdominal wall to fix um, the hernia defects without having actually having to uh, utilize mesh or to minimize how much we have to use. Uh, it also strengthens their abdominal wall. It gives them better core strength. Um, there are patients that are, uh, you know, post-pregnancy that also have, you know, large hernias. This can, can happen with as well. Um, other things that we tend to, get, you know, uh, deal with outside of the, you know, pediatric population where there's cleft lips and palates and other, you know, uh, childhood deformities, um, any sort of cancer reconstruction of other areas. If somebody has a skin cancer and has it taken off and there's an open wound, um, you know, we can do skin grafts. We can do, you know, wound care for patients that have diabetic foot wounds, uh, patients that have, you know, open wounds from other reasons such as trauma. Uh, a lot of what we can do is, uh, you know, patients that have orthopedic trauma where they get a broken bone, where they're missing skin or soft tissues or have pain from poor scars, we can realign those areas uh, to improve the quality of life as well. Um, really, I mean, plastic is one of the most broad fields in terms of being able to operate from head to toe and uh, patients that are you know, babies up to, you know, people that are over 100 years old. Right. Yeah. yeah that, that's a good point, right? Because I think that, again, the, 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 the misconception is that it's nose jobs and, you know, and those kind of things. And, and it's, it's so much more than that. Tell us a little bit about when you were, you know, training to be a plastic surgeon. Um, you know, how much time did you actually spend in these beyond cosmetic procedures? In, in general, in most residency programs, I would say that probably 80 to 90% of our time is spent in the non-cosmetic field. Cosmetic surgery in, in academic centers tends to be the minority of the cases that you uh, see. Um, so we would go weeks, if not months, sometimes without actually doing you know, a cosmetic surgery in residency, um, generally because you know, a big academic center tends to be geared more towards reconstructing trauma patients, cancer patients, et cetera. Um, you know, when I was... Uh, Class surgeons are all uh, trained initially in general surgery, so we have general surgery training um, before we even go into plastic surgery. We're a sub, that's a subspecialty of the field. So we're kind of subspecialized into plastic surgery. So a lot of the basic things in general surgery are already covered in our training as well. And so 
you know, I would say that we are more reconstructive surgeons in general than we are cosmetic surgeons, although, you know, it doesn't make for good TV, I guess. Or radio. <laughs> so. Right. Okay. But the work that you're doing is, is fantastic. Dr. Ramanini, is there, you know, at lastly, just kind of in summary, is what would you like people to know about, you know, beyond cosmetic when it comes to plastic surgery? I think the main thing is that, you know, there's a whole host of things that we do that are uh, not, you know, the, what we're typically known for on TV. Um, and those things, you know, it's worth exploring and kind of coming to a plastic surgeon to discuss or at least calling the office to find out if this is a service you perform. Uh, because I think a lot of patients are surprised how much overlap we have with other fields. And they just kind of discount it thinking, oh, you know what, I can't do this. It's just for the wealthy. It's just something that, you know, uh, I'd have to pay out of pocket. Even things like breast reductions, I do, you know, 15 to 20 breast reductions a month. And patients always think it's a, a cosmetic operation where you have to pay out of pocket. If they have neck and back pain and we can meet a certain criteria, the vast majority of breast reductions can be covered through insurance. So I think it's uh, worthwhile uh, for patients to kind of explore and, and to uh, look into the plaster and see if they take insurance. And then, you know, many problems are actually covered procedures that, uh, you know, most patients don't know about. Well, Dr. Ramanini, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing and thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to GW Hospital HealthCast with the George Washington University Hospital. For more information, you go to gwhospital.com. That's gwhospital.com. Individual results may vary. There are risks associated with any surgical procedure. Talk with your doctor about these risks to find out if plastic surgery is right for you. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of the George Washington University Hospital. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.